Yeah, you're lucky we're talking about Cleveland. We're not talking. We're not talking about anywhere down south. We're not talking well, about wait, you no, we're yet. Not, we're not talking about me. I got excited. I don't you know. Did. I actually don't know where. Wait, Memphis. So, ten, oh, West we Memphis are. This is Arkansas. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This, you should not be allowed to like. It is literally one of the main cities in Tennessee. Why are I you know. ripping it off, Arkansas? I know. I am confusion. Are you ready for high thoughts with Sierra? Yes. Why Always. is Arkansas pronounced the way it is, but Kansas is pronounced the way it is? They're you, literally spelled the exact same. Um, I actually know the answer to this. Do you? Do you want to know the real answer to yes. this? Okay. So Kansas was named first, and it's um, and it's an Indian word. It's based off of an Indian word. Um, so when Arkansas came around, it was it had different spellings. It was originally spelled like Arkansas, like it's pronounced. It was also based off of a different Indian word. However, there was disagreements between how it should be spelled and there was disagreements about how it should be pronounced. People wanted it pronounced Arkansas and some people wanted it pronounced Arkansas. Same with the spelling. It was split. So politicians made a compromise and they chose Arkansas pronunciation, Arkansas spelling. So both sides got what they wanted. And that's that's true. You can look that up. That, that's actually how that happened. Why do you know that? Because I showed Cece that <laughs> Arkansas fine. <laughs> Where she's like, America, explain. Why is this one Kansas, but this one is not Arkansas? <laughs> that one. It's my favorite vine. Cool. Uh, but so we wanted to look up why that is true. So now I know that and that's the thing I know. Cool. I'm so, sorry. uh. What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. Oh, God. Wine almost came out of my nose. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this is bitches, bitches and Murders. I like that we always get deep on them. It's never like, bitches and murders. We're yeah. like, bitches, bitches and, and murders. murders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. Yeah, we're going to see how this goes today. <laughs> Uh, so we have some new patreons <laughs> in the rippers category we have ashley stigall i'm so sorry i know i probably pronounced your last name wrong and Melanie. she's the cutest Bo- i love her i love her too she's interacts on my twitter a lot yeah i talked to i talked to her on my twitter all the time she was the one who inspired me to cut my bangs so go ashley i, I actually go. did not regret that and then melanie i don't i don't know melanie melanie's but one of mine but I'm sure she's fucking cool. She's amazing. I love you too, I Melanie. I love her face. Uh, and then in the Manson family, we have one of my favorite human beings on the planet. She is all of five foot nothing and she is a Kiwi. And her name is Kita. <gasps> I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really cool fucking name. So it's short for her real name, which is Nikita. I like that too. But she just goes by Kita. That's cute. I love her. She's all of five foot nothing. And I love it when she Snapchats me because her accent, it just, I love it. She's, feel, she is feel free to add me on Snapchat because, uh, I love accents. She's, Please. She's the cutest of beans. And, uh, she taught me that New Zealand does this thing. First of all, they call rain boots gum boots. Hate it. And they have this yearly competition where they just fucking yeet a gumboot and see who can yeet it the farthest. 
I let him into it again. <laughs> like, she sent me a video. It's a whole thing. Sign, sign me up. I'm, I'm coming <laughs> to New Zealand. Um, I already want to go to New Zealand, but uh, I want to throw some boots. Yeah. Anyway, so now that oh no, our warm fuzzies are not the way. Well, I'm not ready to fuck your day up yet. We also got two like really heartwarming reviews, and I just want to read those. Uh. Because we fucking love you guys. We get a lot of negative reviews. So it's nice to see you guys love us. Uh, so the first one, I don't actually know who to thank. Because I don't know if they thought that they needed to label it with our podcast. Or if they are also a B&M podcast. Um, so I don't know who to thank for this. But if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, but they said... They labeled it Keeping It Spooky, and they said, I don't know what's got all these people's panties in a twist. These girls are great. They definitely put a lot of research into the episodes, uh, and their relationship and chemistry is hilarious. It's obvious that their personas here are how they are in person, and I love it. Keep it spooky, but not so spooky that you listen to these negative reviews. So thank you, whoever you are. I love your face so much. That was the sweetest thing. Completely agreed. (laughs) Definitely made me smile. I know that for sure. Yeah. And can confirm our personas here are 100% how we are in person. Yeah. I might be slightly worse in person, honestly, but not not yeah, by not, much. Not by much. <laughs> uh, the other one is from Page87, who said, You ladies are doing a wonderful job and shouldn't pay attention to the whiners in the review section. You ladies do you. That's what I enjoy. I can tell you love what you do. And content trumps everything else. Keep on keeping on. So thanks, you guys. We love you so much. I appreciate that, too, because ultimately, when it comes down to it, like, I love when you love our content. Like, that is so fucking cool. But ultimately, we do it because we care about it and because we're passionate about it. Yeah. And I don't care. You know, we could get 50 million one star reviews. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I would still do it because I do it because I love it. So it's super cool when you guys love it, too. And we love hearing your feedback. Yeah. Yay, warm fuzzies. So, <clears throat> now that the warm fuzzies are out of the way, let's fuck people's days up. It's hard to fuck my day up, so. <laughs> it's okay. We got our wine. We got our water. We're I'm, an, I'm ready excited. to rock and roll. Uh, so, this case is actually one of our Patreon cases. So, if you don't know, on our Patreon... Uh, if you do the Rippers tier and up, you are able to select a case and we will cover it. So this is uh, Mel's case and she requested that we do the West Memphis 3. Never heard of it. I would also like to throttle her for making me do this case because I forgot how convoluted all of the information is. Yeah, so. the, yeah. next week we're going to do the same fucking thing. Right. Uh, so I will do my Renfair r- warning that I did for the Oakland County child killer, which is, I have said it once, this ch- case involves children. If that is not something that you think you can handle, please leave now. Please leave. We still we, love you. We'll still love you. We will not take it personally. I get it. I have said it twice. That this case involves children and if that is not something that you think you can handle please leave now please leave now and i have said it thrice if this case involves children if that is not something you think you can handle please leave now we'll still love you i still love your face so much and i am not offended if you toot toot on out of here 
All right. I have had wine. I have said it Sip once. I have said it twice. I have said it thrice. Let's go. So. I'm ready. I, this was such a pain in the ass to put together because it's not like our normal cases where it's like, here's this shitty person. Here's this shitty person's past. Here's the shitty thing the shitty person did. Yeah. And next week's episode better is about same. life. The shitty person is either in jail or dead. No. Uh, <laughs> this is just a raging shit show from start to finish. So, I'm so ready. Those are my favorite. start with the crime so on may 5th 1993 steve branch michael moore and christopher christopher byers all eight years old were reporting missing in west memphis arkansas <gasps> oh no oh it just clicked <laughs> oh it just clicked oh no okay continue uh the boys were last seen together by three neighbors who reported seeing them playing together around 6 30 p.m they were called home by Terry Hobbs, David's stepfather. And when the boys didn't return home, Christopher's father was the first to call police at 7 p.m. <sighs> An initial search happened that night with the assistance of the neighbors, but the boys weren't found. A more thorough search started at 8 a.m. on May 6th, led by Crittenden County Search and Rescue Personnel. I'm not going to try to say that again. Crittenden? Sure. Uh, they searched all of West Memphis, but the main area of focus was on Robin Hood Hills, as that's where the boys were last reported seen. They did a shoulder-to-shoulder human chain search of Robin Hood Hills and found no sign of the boys. Wait, what year was this again? 93. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, I can't imagine anyone just letting three eight-year-old boys wander. But obviously in the 90s, it was a much different time. Yeah. Uh, around 145, Officer Steve Jones spotted a boy's black shoe floating in a creek. That led to a major drainage canal. Uh, a search of the ditch led to the discovery of the bodies of the three boys. I just instantly flash back to it with the sewers oh, and yeah. the drain. Yeah. Anyway, it was actually super effed how like the bodies were discovered. Cause so they he saw the shoe floating. So they start searching the, the creek and kind of like trying to like kick stuff up. Right. And one of the officers like scooped his foot up and that brought a whole body up and then no. th- that like prompted them to like search more thoroughly and they found the other two boys and i was like oh, i feel you- so bad for like police divers like i always think about that like can you imagine like your job is literally to just like go around in this murky water and look for a dead body yeah. like that'd be fucking terrifying could you imagine being a cop in a small town and like your foot just brought up a child's body Right, and like that's probably obviously not something that happens super frequently there, because usually small towns don't have a lot of like that kind of crime, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So those are the basics, and uh, <laughs> the uh, next section of my notes is called "The Police Completely Fuck This Up," and here we go. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> so, a little backstory on uh, some of the officers involved. So. Officer Jerry Driver and Officer Steve Jones were two officers that were heavily involved in this case. And they have been convinced for the longest time that there was a satanic cult in West Memphis. So much so that they would drive along country roads and like isolated areas during full moons to try to catch the Satanists in the act. You know, I shouldn't have to say this. Here we go. But I will say this. <laughs> there has never been 
an actual documented satanic cult killing. Every single one that has been suspected mm-hmm. of being one, that whole fad, was usually just a bunch of kids like putting up pentagrams or someone who's specifically trying to make it look yeah like that to like put off suspicion for themselves. That's not a thing. It's not a if thing. If you ever meet Satanists, if you actually read like the Satanist, but I don't know what they call it. I it's probably uh, not a Bible. Um, they're like tome. Yeah, they're, they're whatever uh, they. They're text. Text. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually very anti-violence. It's it's very like. Not that bad. I'm not a Satanist myself. I don't really follow any religion, but like, you know, they they're not that bad. I'm just gonna say it. They're, yeah. they're people who sacrifice like goats and shit. Like that's not that's not real. We're no one it's, no one's yeah. actually doing that shit. Yeah. So stop. <laughs> there was a group of kids that the officers were convinced were Satanists, and we'll get to those kids in a second. Uh but I just wanna say <laughs> When the bodies were found, there are reports of Officer Jones saying, like, looks like Damien finally killed someone. Like, god damn it. So, if you're wondering who Damien is. Yeah, I was I was literally just like, should I know who that is? I don't know who, who that uh, is. My next bullet point's about. So, Damien uh, was 18 when the boys were murdered. And he was one of three that Jones and Driver looked at. The other two being Jesse Miss Kelly who was 17, and Jason Baldwin, who was 16. Uh, and here's where you're going to get mad. I don't like those ages to start with. The bull- the boys kind of kept to themselves. They were their own little group. Uh, they wore black and listened to heavy metal. So in the eyes of the Bible Belt, this made them Satanists. So like me? Yeah. My entire existence? Yeah. Since I was like seven? So police focused their investigation on Damien as the ringleader and then Jesse and Jason as his quote-unquote loyal followers. All three were arrested for the killings. I hate... I hate that little kids were killed. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know what it is about it, but something really gets me when teenagers do shit like this. Like, bro, you are 16 years old. But... I mean, who knows if they actually did it yet? We don't know that shit. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I watch a lot of Killer Kids. Mm-hmm. That show on fucking ID Go, it's great. And that shit always blows my mind. Like, how can you be like a fucking 15-year-old and want to kill someone? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. But, um, yeah. So, because these two officers were so fixated on this idea that there was a satanic cult, they fixated on these three boys and because let's be real they're boys they're children at this point well except for damien he's technically 18 but like they're boys you're a boy anyone under 21 is is basically still a child (laughs) if you're not 18 then you're 12 (laughs) anyway if you're not 21 then you're 12 (laughs) uh so they like heavily fixated on them and pretty much built this whole case around the idea that these boys were satanists and like killed these kids because of it Wow, big scary goth boys. Right. So Must be killers. All three were arrested for the killing. Uh, Jesse and Jason were sentenced to life and Damien was sentenced to death, despite a very weak case and no forensic evidence linking them to the case. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, 
neighbors and family of the teens were not questioned, nor were their alibis ever checked, because uh, there was no, there was also no official time of death, uh, and no DNA evidence gathered from the the teens. So there's just like was zero proof ever. Yeah, and they, they were like, yeah, we just they're scary yeah. looking, and we're boomers, and we're afraid of the, people who wear black. So the Bible Belt did what they did best and freaked out because people were goths. Oh my God, goths. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about the bodies, and we're going to talk about how the police completely fucked this up. Again, part two involves children. (laughs) If you cannot handle what I am about to say about the dead bodies of children, just toot toot forward. Uh, So yeah, the bodies. Uh, All three were found uh, naked and with their wrists tied to their ankles with shoelaces. Uh, the bodies had a number of mm. lacerations on them. Uh, Chris had been emasculated and Michael had severe wounds to his face. Uh, the thing about these wounds, though, is that a professional later looked at the fi- the case file and determined that the wo- almost all of the wounds were postpartum. Postpartum. Postmortem. So after death. Yeah. Uh, and were most likely caused by turtles. uh and oh my god oxygen documentary uh called the forgotten west memphis three they later confirmed this with a specialist who specifically works with turtles and she brought up like the three most popular species in that area that would be in that creek and we're like yeah Look at how gnarly these claws are. Look at how gnarly their little, like, mouth is. Which would make sense. I, yeah. I just, would like, I would expect, like, fish or something. But for some reason, turtles just never, like, occurred to me. Like, it's not funny that that happened. It was more funny just because I wasn't expecting you to say turtles. And right. I was not ready for the <laughs> word turtles. But uh, that's not comforting at all. But it's slightly yeah. comforting that they at least weren't. I yeah. mean, they were tied up, which is still scary. But at least they weren't, like, tortured like that. Right. Like, he was not, like, castrated alive. It, yeah. You know, well, he wasn't aware of what was happening. Uh, Especially when you consider this area has uh, an alligator turtle population. And those things are oh, fucking gnarly, dude. They're scary as fuck. They're so cool, though. Yeah. In the It was kind of cool. Like, in the documentary, the guy, uh, like, the investigator dropped, like, a chicken breast. Like, a, like a whole chicken into the water and it took all of like 10 minutes for these turtles to just pop out of nowhere and like swarm in on this thing and i was like oh yeah that's terrifying uh no wonder the bodies look the way that they did because that, that's fucking terrifying I'm su- yeah i'm surprised they weren't worse at that point you know yeah. uh so most likely cause of death was drowning uh and so all of these like injuries and these lacerations are what made police fixate on it being a cult which it was not there was literally nothing to support this the wounds are not consistent with occult rituals and like i said war inflicted post-mortem probably by By turtles turtles? also Uh, like what cult would be like first of all what cult doing a ritual would tie things with shoelaces that was my next point is uh the boys were tied with shoelace which indicates impulse not ritual yeah, like, it was probably just, like, their own shoelaces or something. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's just something that was on hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that. Plus, like, it's weird that you would tie someone up and then, dr- like, that's such an awkward way to tie someone with their wrist to their ankles. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm trying to think of how, like, why, how would you even drown them? Like, did you just, 
like hog tie them and then just toss them in the water and they drowned or did you like because it, it would be hard to hold someone's head under the water if they're tied like you know that that's i would love to have an answer for you but i don't because the police fucked this entire investigation because they were so fixated on it being a cult I hate it already. Mm-hmm. I hate it. 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 I hate bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <sighs> okay. So, like I said, uh, so this Forgotten West Memphis 3 actually came out, I think, this year. It was actually kind of a fascinating documentary. Um, I'll have to watch it. But they... I'm glad I didn't already watch it. Yeah. They uh, pieced together a timeline based on like a lot of the reports from that time and talking to people now. Right. Um, so it kind of seems like what had happened was uh, 2.55, school ends. Steve is picked up by his mom and taken home. Um, so Steve's at home. Mike goes to Steve's house to ask him to like hang out, ride bikes. Right. Uh, and the boys left around 3.40. At the same time, around 3.30, Chris was at another boy's house named Bobby, uh, and he was talking to Bobby about how his dad had hit him, and he wanted to run away. Um, oh, good. According to Bobby. Um, at Which would be a weird thing for a kid to lie about. Right, especially when you're eight. Yeah, like, what? why would an eight-year-old lie about that? And yeah. what eight-year-old has that kind of imagination to even make his story up like that? Right. Uh, so at 4.30, all boys are spotted riding their bikes. At 6 p.m., um, another boy in the neighborhood named Carlos sees them uh, ride by with sleeping bags. And he's kind of like, oh, hey, where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, hey, we're going to like the woods to go camping. <laughs> yep, just three little eight-year-olds up on their own just camping in some woods by themselves. <laughs> that doesn't sound sketchy at all. Uh, and then the... The investigator kind of puts the murder window at, like, 6.30 to 8.30, since, like, 6 to 6.30 is the last time that anybody can, like, definitively say that they were seen. And then right. Kind of based on all of the things, like, 6 to 8.30 seems kind of like the murder window. I wonder if they went camping to, like, get him out of his house right. for, like, a night. Or maybe they were, like... I mean, they're fucking eight. Like, maybe they were, like, we're gonna run away. Right. You, you know, know what I mean? Just being eight-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, man. What happened to the goths, you ask? Well, let me tell you what happened to the goths. Uh, in 2011, they were offered an Alfred plea in exchange for being released... For those who don't know, an Alfred plea is where you, in the eyes of the court, you enter in a guilty plea, but you are allowed to maintain your innocence. Right. Uh, which is super fucked. It's kind of like I plead the fifth, sort of. Right. Where you're like, I'm not going to say I didn't do it, but I'm not going to say I did it either. So where this made this whole thing even more fucked was that by entering the Alfred plea in the eyes of the state of arkansas this is a closed case because they still have a guilty plea so they're not going to ever look to see who actually did it yeah exactly it makes me so fucking mad like i'm glad that they're out even though they probably served what like fucking 20 years well 18 
because they were released in 2011. I mean, at least they were released at all, but I can't imagine spending 20 fucking years with something you didn't do mm-hmm. as a teenager. Like, remember, as a teenager, they're yeah. All, they're all 16 to 18 when they go to prison. And Damien? Damien spent 10 years in solitary confinement. Because you, oh, I mean, you man, know, you're familiar so with the prison system. If you yeah. kill a child, everybody wants to fuck your shit up. I fucking. Oh my God. So Damien spent 10 years in solitary confinement for something he didn't do. That because rem- he was a goth. That reminds me of this fucking, like, I saw this tweet and it was from this, like, you know, d- like a DA somewhere. I don't know where. And he was like, it's so weird to, like, go into the bank. He was talking about the pandemic. He was like, it's so weird going into the bank wearing a mask. He's Mm -hmm. like, I've convicted people on less evidence than this. And it's just like. I don't like that. Sir, I don't. I don't think you're making the point you think you're making here. Like, you thought you did something, but it was not what you thought you did. And that. Like, you did something. Like, that just extremely reminds me. Mm. of this case like yeah there's it's such a flawed fucking system oh completely (laughs) i think talking about the law part of it makes me angrier than talking about the murders as fucked up as that sounds just because these people so often don't get what they deserve yeah like in rest like in like punishment for what they did and it pisses me off so fucking reciprocity is that what you're trying to go for Something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, also, like, the families don't get what they deserve. Like, a lot of times they don't get answers when they easily could have. Oh, yeah. I have a blurb like, about that at the end. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I just, like, I'm, okay. Uh, don't get me wrong. I am not a fan of this phrasing in any way, shape, or form. But, like, y'all literally ruined the lives of three young men because they were different from you. Like, go fuck yourself, Bible Belt. And I mean that sincerely. I, I, I'm convinced that the Bible Belt is the worst place in America, to be honest. I've been there. <sighs> I've known a lot of people from there. I just even like shows and shit, you can just see how much it destroys the people who live there. You know what I mean? I think that's the worst part is that like I'm not I'm going to I'm about to sound like a mom, but like I'm not surprised that the Bible Belt convicted these kids for fucking being goths. I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, I, I'm mad. I I want to burn down like half of Kansas right now, but Arkansas, Arkansas. You know what? They're the same fucking thing. They're all the same thing. <laughs> 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 They're very nice to each other, sort of. Uh, Kansas is just as bad in some parts, and fucking that whole area. Ohio, or not, well, Ohio oh, as well. Fuck Ohio. <laughs> this case is nowhere near Ohio, but we I somehow actually, brought it around. Fuck I Ohio. was actually trying to say Utah, and then <laughs> my brain just was like, no, Ohio is worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wyoming, like, that whole stretch. Like, it's all just so... Awful. So bad. It makes me so angry. And it's not like we're so much better here, but, like, it just... Kentucky? Fuck Kentucky. Those specifically directed at somebody, and he's probably going to get mad at me when he listens to this. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, all three accepted the plea and released in 2011. Uh, Jason, the youngest one, almost... No, Jason was the youngest. Okay, Okay, I was like, I forgot all of their names, too. So, like... (laughs) 
So Jason, the youngest one, he almost didn't accept the plea deal, but the like the agreement was all three of them accepted it or none of them accepted it. And so he wasn't and about to fuck over the other two. Yeah. So the youngest one almost didn't because he was like, no, I don't want enti- to enter a guilty plea when I haven't done anything. Like I get it. But at a certain point, sometimes you just got to set aside your mor- like your pride and your morals and just do what's right for you. Then he heard that Damien had been in solitary confinement for 10 years and he was like, I'm not fucking him over. Good. <laughs> like, and that's. And that's the thing, too, is, like, they could have all, like, fucking hated each other and been pissed about this whole situation. Like, they're still, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't know if they're friends yeah, or I anything, don't know if but friends, at least but they're still supporting the each other. Yeah. There. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. they all know that they were wronged by this system. Yeah. So, who killed the boys? I wish I had a good answer for you, but I don't, because, uh, you see... There was like little to no DNA evidence when this happened in 1993. Yeah, that usually happens when running water's involved. Just now reopened the... Oh, no. No, no, no. It's not because there wasn't running water involved. It's because the police fucked this entire case and only got enough evidence to... And not even enough evidence, but only like collected within their idea of like, this is a satanic cult thing. Gotcha. So they probably ignored so they actual evidence. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't have an answer for who killed the boys, but I have two very popular theories. So I like conspiracies. I'm ready. The first theory is the Bojangles theory. <laughs> I lied. I, I don't like code. And I don't like conspiracies anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you why it's called Bojangles in a second. Bojangles. So... At 8.40 p.m. on May 5th, 1993, the West Memphis Police Department received a call that a man, either covered in blood or bleeding, had entered the Bojangles restaurant near where the bodies were found and had gone into the women's restroom about 30 minutes before the call was placed. Uh, An officer arrived on the scene at 8.50 p.m. and questioned Marty King, who was the manager at the time. Uh, King told the officer that a man with muddy feet and was wearing a white cap, black pants, and a blue shirt, had entered the restaurant. He had blood on his face and arm and appeared, quote-unquote, mentally disoriented. He had left the restaurant before police had arrived. When employees entered the women's bathroom, they had found blood smeared all over the wall. Can you imagine being, like, working that day? Like, just seeing <gasps> that shit? Just like, what the, the fuck, fuck is fuck? happening? Are you ready to get mad again? I'm always ready to get mad. The officer left the restaurant at 9 p.m. Without ever stepping foot inside. You're you just not, you not going to collect that blood, though. You're not, you're not going to take a few pictures, though. You're not going to j- just even see it with your eyeballs, though. So... Detective Ridge and Sergeant Sergeant Allen uh, went to Bojangles in the morning to collect blood samples from the wall. But uh, strangely enough, the wall had already been cleaned. Yeah, because they were probably like, okay, well, the police yeah. didn't want it. So, like, we're going to clean the fucking restaurant so there's not gross-ass fucking blood on the wall that's like a health inspection violation. Mm-hmm. Like, And uh, no additional interviews were ever conducted with employees. This was never looked into. 
because they were so fixated on their fucking devil cult that they didn't investigate the fucking bloody man that went into a Bojangles at 8.40 on the night that the boys disappeared when Bojangles is literally down the road from where the bodies were found. I'm really glad I'm drinking wine for this. <laughs> I told you we were going to need it. The, it's it, it's not even the it's not even the murders it, is the part that's making me angry like this i it's the complete fucking bullshit from police like they fucked this whole thing up i just like oh my god i just mm, i just hate Oh God! There's so m- there is so many good cops. There are there are there so really many are. good cops. Like this is not you know, good cops. We appreciate you. The rest of you get fucked. But there's so many not good cops as well. Yeah, and it's just you know at a, at a certain point when it's just like you see the news every day and you you know we research these cases all the time, watch as much true crime shit as I have, and like this is a, such a reoccurring problem. Yeah. And I don't know if the issue is just better training, like more therapy. Like I don't know. I don't know, but shit's got to change, guys. Y'all got to check your prejudice at the door and not fixate on one thing because that's what you want it to be. I just and that's just everything in life too. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a shitty way to approach your just whole existence. Like mm-hmm. even the stuff that doesn't affect other people. Right. If you only search for stuff that supports your opinions, you're gonna end up fucking dumb and ignorant. That's just how that works. Right. It's like so commonly I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink more wine. <laughs> I'll let you uh, take your sip. There you go. Okay. Cool. You ready for the next? And this theory is tense. Please make me less mad. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. Uh, So the next theory, and this is kind of the more popular one amongst people who are familiar with the case, uh, is Terry Hobbs, who was the stepfather of Stephen Branch. So in 1993, a documentary called The West of Memphis suggested that Terry Hobbs killed the three boys. And a lot of people have kind of grabbed onto this theory. Um, The filmmakers note that the most significant piece of DNA evidence was a strand of hair found in one of the shoelaces that matched Terry's. Uh, There was also a second hair bit. Second strand of hair found that matched uh, David Jacoby who is a friend of Terry's, who Terry, in his statements to police, said that he had visited roughly about an hour before the boys disappeared, and his alibi was that he had spent the evening with David. I don't know why, but uh, I don't think, well, my mom's a Terry, so my mom can be trusted, but Terry's are not so trustworthy when they're men. And I found that David's... Not the same. Okay, Terry, you know what, Terry, I'm talking to. You're fine. I love you. You're fine. I love you, Terry. She doesn't mean you. But I'm flashing back to Terry Rasmussen, and I'm kind of mad about it. Oh, no, that's valid. And Dave's? Dave's can be cool. Dave's? David's? No. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same energy. My friend Kendra married a David, so I really hope he's listening to this right now. I'm talking about you, David. We talk about you. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't know you, but anyway. <laughs> but I'm. Ch- 
So, anyways, Terry had a long history of abuse that included an admitted assault on his wife, accusations of child beating and assaults on neighbors. Uh, an aunt of Steve's accused Terry of forcing his son to watch him masturbate and accused him of sexually molesting Steve's sister's Aman- sister, Amanda. I tried to say that all in one breath because I hated everything that I was saying. <laughs> so he's a giant piece of shit is what oh, you're telling 100%. me. hundred percent. Yeah. So glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> the documentary also had uh, a neighbor that claimed to have seen Terry with the boys the night that they disappeared. And another aunt, uh, Joe Lynn McHughie, alleges uh, she saw Terry doing laundry the night of the murders, which was like abnormal for him. Right. He uh, could have been washing blood out. Or mud, because, you know, they were on a creek. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot that they were drowned. <laughs> yeah. So, like, mud, that would make sense. Yeah. She also noted that a pocket knife owned by Steve that, like, he was known to always carry on him was not found at the crime scene, but instead was found hidden amongst Terry's things. I don't, you can't see me shaking my head, but I don't, I don't like that. My body physically rejected that. I don't <laughs> like, I don't like that. Yeah. That made me flash back to another case that we're going to do in the future. But anyways, continue. Uh, the documentary also had three witnesses that told producers that Michael Hobbs, who's Terry's nephew, Told them, quote, my uncle killed three boys in West Memphis. Good job, police. (sighs) Claps for our heroes in West Memphis. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Look, you can't get a free pass for this one. Mm -mm. Come on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as stated before, because the uh, boys accepted the Alfred plea deals, the case is considered closed in the state of, uh, or like in the eyes of Arkansas. Uh, However, most people, including the families of the victims, believe that the true killer was never brought to justice. Yeah, because he wasn't. And uh, that's where I leave you. (laughs) No happy ending. No conclusive anything um if you guys have theories let me know i would love to hear who you guys think killed uh the the three boys here if you think it was terry uh you are completely valid in that and i stand with you (laughs) honestly just from this i stand with you as well but i'll watch the documentaries and see how i how i feel about it then i uh I cannot wait to fuck up your day with next week's episode because uh, I need my happy place of severed heads I'm after sorry. all of this. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. My my case is is rough, but it's not gonna make me angry like this. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You so just might get a little nauseous. It's fine. I, I have was- pictures, lots of pictures. Don't you worry. So when I started doing my notes for this case, I forgot that the three boys uh, were like found quote unquote innocent and like were released. So like my first set of notes was like painting them as the killers. And then I was like, fuck, they were released. (laughs) They didn't do it. So then I had to redo all of my notes. And I got so I kept getting so frustrated because all of the information is like very convoluted. Uh, Police completely fucked this entire thing up. 
Right. So like so that already like, makes it way more complicated to understand yeah. what's going on. And then I was like trying to find like theories on who did it and like nobody's really sure because like the case was because no really... one ever actually looked it up. Yeah. yeah. And now it's been there's... so long that like it would be much harder, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of documentaries on it over the years, and like I said, that most recent one was on Oxygen, I think, like, March of this year. Uh, But it's just like, if y'all had just done your job the first time, we would not be here, and I would have a happy ending for my podcast, but I don't, because y'all can do your goddamn jobs, because, whoa, the spooky goth kids... If it makes you feel any better, at least the cops in mine aren't so bad. <laughs> no, it doesn't make me feel better. I tried. I do what I can. Because there's still shitty cops in West Memphis. I mean, I don't know that, but... At least in 1990, what, three? Yeah, 93. 1993, there were shitty cops in West no, Memphis. they're shitty cops, because now they're probably promoted and in charge of shit, because it's been like... Now they're probably shitty captains. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Fuck you, Shorzy. Florida. <laughs> I needed to bring in like some sort of comedic relief because I just I'm so fucking done. Uh, uh This case frustrated the shit out of me. Mel, I love you. Here's your fucking episode. I love you slightly less after <laughs> making me live through that. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not gonna thank it you, just Mel. It makes me so mad. No, thank you. No, th- no, thank you. So, uh, yeah, all of the social media, Facebook, Patreon. Oh, I fucking my brain just gave up on life. I got it. Facebook, Patreon, Instagram, Twitch. You now didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> make noise uh all of those are bitches and murders podcast With twitter the- is and murders because they're little bitch boys and uh we also also big news opened a merch store we did so if you go on our facebook page and also we should link it on all of our other social media so we'll it do is. that so it should oh it is yeah yeah i'm trash don't listen to me mm-hmm. but yeah um, check all of our social medias. Our merch store is there. We have a couple of different designs with more on the way. And if you guys have any suggestions on things that you would like to see or designs that you would like to see, I have way too much free time. So let me know and we will do the things. We have so much free time. Please save me. <laughs> please, please help me. So, uh, yeah, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you botch an entire fucking investigation because the goth kids spook you out. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you don't arrest fucking Terry. (laughs) Okay? Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you get called to a restaurant about blood being on the fucking and you don't even look at the blood random man walked in like covered in mud and blood and then you don't even step foot into the restaurant and you don't collect blood samples and you don't even look at the blood i don't know why it was satisfying to hear mud and blood several times (laughs) not that fucking spooky covered in mud and blood anyway any anyways i'm losing my goddamn fucking mind (laughs) i'm so sorry for the next episode. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a rough ride, guys. 
stay spooky. I, t- I like that. <laughs> but not so sp- not so spooky that you kill three children and get away with it. Not that fucking spooky. Keep just keep it spooky. Just just not that spooky. Just a little bit less though. Just, just, just tone it down a little bit. Just bring it bring it down a notch. 